LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, this is JD. And before we jump into the Ask Me Anything question for today, I want to tell you that one of the greatest predictors I've heard of, of whether a disciple actually goes on and grows spiritually is whether or not they read the Bible every day. It's one of the reasons that the first thing I do, literally the first thing I do every day after getting a cup of coffee is, is to sit down and read God's Word, have Him speak to me and, and me talk back to Him in, in prayer. It's also why LifeWay created something called the Daily Discipleship Guide. It's a new resource in the Bible Studies for Life family, and it contains content for a weekly group Bible study. But it also includes five daily devotions, and that's what makes this unique, to reinforce what was learned in that group meeting. So not only is it good for a group or a Sunday school class, but it'll actually be, it'll form the substance, the content of your, of your daily Bible reading. Um, it'd be a great place to start, especially if you don't have a daily time with God. And the daily commitment to reading God's Word is going to end up leading into a habit that will, will form the basis for an effective and productive discipleship. You can get four free sessions of this daily discipleship guide, four free ones just to see what it's like. You can go to BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. That's BibleStudiesForLife.com slash DDG. And now I hope you enjoy. Ask me anything. Welcome to Ask Me Anything with Pastor JD. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. And before we get started, be sure to listen all the way to the end today because we have an Ask Me Anything update to share with you. But Pastor JD, Ooh, I'm, here is... That's enticing. That is enticing. Speaking of I'm enticing... I'm get through this answer quick. All right, right, yeah. Speaking of enticing, what's your best advice for newlyweds? About what? <laughs> hey, this, is, like this, this is the question like that came in. This could go in. a lot of directions. Yeah, you that. said enticing, so I'm just saying, <laughs> what's right. your best advice I'm gonna for newlyweds? I'm going to assume this is general relationship advice, Okay. Because if it's if it's the other, I'm just going to say lower your expectations. That's going to be the okay, the, okay for newly. But all right, let's assume it's general advice. My wife and I over the the years have counseled a lot of people both before and after marriage. And one of the things she and I routinely say is we really do premarital counseling on the wrong side of marriage. We always do it on the front end, you know, like before you get married, before you say I do. And the problem there is most couples are like us. And I was like, I don't think she and I had ever had a legitimate fight. And the fights we had were cute. And they were like, oh, and that, you know, she does this. And isn't that great? And 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 it was just, you know, I, I remember saying to somebody one time, I was like, I, I think we'll probably go through our whole marriage and never really have a fight. And boy, was I wrong. And it was it was like a year or two into it that I felt like we really needed to have some of those lessons of premarital counseling, which leads me to a second thing. And, and, and that is, you know, don't be afraid to, to get involved, whether it's with another couple that's counseling you, a, a pastor, or maybe it's a, a professional counselor. There's kind of a stigma that some people have about counseling. And that is like, you know, it's like a sign that things are desperately wrong and you're right. on the verge of divorce. The, the problem is most people wait until then to go to go to counseling. It's kind of like going to see a doctor when you're, you know, stage four in cancer. There's you're just at a place where if, if it had been a long time before, they could have maybe done something. And so it seems like in Christian circles, everybody talks about premarital counseling, premarital counseling. What I hear you saying is, hey, it's good to get counseling even after you get married just for maintaining. That's right. That's right. So, so so figure out on the other side, like right. what are ways that you can continue the dialogue that you started in pre- I'm, I'm not against premarital counseling. Sure. I'm saying continue the dialogue and realize that 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 you probably should go ahead and schedule in. Think of it like a six-month checkup. You know, like I'm going to sit down with a counselor. We met, I think it was the third year of our marriage, we met with a counselor 
And man, it almost, it, it, it saved, I think, our marriage because he helped us realize that we had developed some very bad non-gospel attitudes in our marriage. I remember the counselor looks at me and he says, um, he said, you know, the problem is you don't really understand the gospel, or at least you don't think of your wife through the lens of the gospel. That's a, that's a big thing to say to a PhD in theology and to a pastor of a, <laughs> of a church. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because, because whenever you talk about her, you talk about her as if is if she has disappointed you and she's sinning against you and and all these things. He says, but, you know, in the gospel, your identity is first sinner, second sinned against. Mm-hmm. And you think of yourself as first sinned against and only, you know, incidentally, secondarily, you're, you're a sinner. He said, if you would realize that God is never going to have you love and forgive her of, of anywhere close to what he's loved and forgiven you of, he says it'll change your attitude. And that one thing probably saved the marriage from my viewpoint because wow. it's not like my wife was doing a lot of actual sin against me, but I just started to realize that like I needed to respond to her and treat her with grace the way that I've been treated. Yeah, which leads me to another thing, and that is that realize that as you're going into marriage, God intends for marriage to be this wonderful, incredible kind of effusion of his love. C.S. Lewis said, he said it's like the rays of sunshine that you, you know, warm your face. It's a gift. It's a gift. You look back up along the ray and you see where it comes from, and it's, it's a manifestation of God's goodness. And honestly, Todd, I don't know of any in my life that are quite as sweet or as as just amazing as the ray of sunshine of God's love that is my wife. But at the same time, I realized that God, one of his purposes was not to make me complete in her. It was to make me more Christ-like, and that means he had me marry a sinner. Right, and a sinner is going to disappoint right. me, just like I disappoint her, and and that's because his one of his primary purposes in marriage, according to Ephesians five, is to make you not just happy but holy, hmm. and to be holy means to be like Jesus, and to be like Jesus means that you you have a relationship that's characterized by grace and forgiveness. Right, you're never more like Jesus than when you're you're forgiving somebody, and so you know Jesus put us in relationships where we were going to have irreconcilable differences. Right, right, and that's kind of what you know. Uh, my wife and I have come to some things, and it's just like in this moment I get to learn to love her like Jesus loves me and and realize that I'm stubborn and difficult with him, and, and God allows me to be in a home with somebody that I can learn to love like Jesus. And that's been, been, been huge for us. So another angle on that is 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 realizing that that while she is or he is you know a, a ray of sunshine, they are not designed to replace God. Hmm. That ultimately lonely, insecure single people become lonely, insecure married people. Because problems like loneliness and insecurity are not cured by another human being. They're cured only by the Spirit of God. I, I sometimes think of, of of most marriages, like imagine you got a guy who is floating, drowning in a sea of loneliness and despair, and along by floats a, in the case of my wife, five-foot-three brunette life preserver. What do you do and, and if you're drowning and a life preserver comes by? Well, you, you cling to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you end up suffocating the life out of this person because you're looking for something in them that they were never designed to give you. Right. You were not designed to be complete in them. You're designed to be complete in him. And that's why lonely, insecure single people become lonely, insecure married people. I, I, I've, t- I've told you know actual newlyweds that I was counseling. I was like, if you would let me, nobody's ever let me do this yet, but if you would let me, Right before the marriage ceremony, I would take a Sharpie and I would write on the top of your forehead as you walk down the aisle to the bride, will not support the weight of your soul as a sign to your husband. Like one of those bridges that you go across in the country where it's like, hey, you know, won't support a three ton truck. Yeah. Meaning like you can drive a small car on this, but don't bring the weight of that. I want to write that like a sign on their forehead that just says this person will not support the weight of your soul. And if you look at them like they're a God and they're going to complete you and they're going to be your reason for living and your meaning and your inspiration, then they're going to disappoint you. It's going to crumble. 
Um, like I said, I've never had a bride. I can't believe that, more people don't ask you to do weddings, it's just knowing great, that that's what you want to do. No, I mean, it's just, it, it would be unique. <laughs> but anyway, but, <laughs> yes. but, 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 but the point there is I would tell them, learn to appreciate her as a gift of God, but don't let her replace God. Don't don't replace the giver with a gift. Yeah. So and, they, and, the they, and they point to them. And then I, what I hear you saying is get help, not only beforehand, but afterwards. Uh, you know, we alluded to this, yep. but everyone talks newlyweds. They're going to talk about sex life. What What would you say? What would you touch on with that here in the podcast? Well, if you got somebody that you're headed to newlyweds and you're doing it God's way and you're reserving sex for for marriage, which you know, I hope that you are, I would say that there's, um, you should get prepared for that. You should. Uh, there's some great you know, Christian resources out there. I won't go into what those are, but that just you know, that are designed to help you think about it from a spiritual side and also from a physical side. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of say tongue in cheek, lower your expectations, but it's a it's a new thing and it's it, it's something that is is beautiful and amazing, but. I, you know, I hear a lot of people, especially if they've waited, they go into that night thinking that, you know, oh, is this going to be, and they're like, they get in there and they're like, we're not even sure really what's going on. So um, one of my friends says the worst sex of your life will be on your honeymoon night. Yeah. So just go ahead and embrace that and then move on from there and move on from there. So thanks so for asking Todd. It, 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 it's a gift. It's a gift. And don't make it the God thing. That's right. It should be marriage uh, and being a newlywed should be pointing to God and his great gift. That's right. That's right. What's your best advice for newlyweds? That is JD's answer here on Ask Me Anything. Now, as we close, I have an update for you. Today will be my last day on the podcast what? as your host. What? Yep. So um, you didn't think to tell me this beforehand? Well, I didn't. You know, I didn't want to face any criticism <laughs> no, later. Right. But uh, no, uh, it's no. not going to be the Toddcast anymore. No. We'd, we'd kind of grown accustomed to the uh, well, Ask no. Me Anything Toddcast. So I was committed to get this off the ground and get this started. But yeah. this podcast, because of listeners like you, is growing and growing and growing. And with other ministry duties, uh, working alongside you, which I'll continue to do, Pastor JD, there's going to be a, the need for a new host. And so <laughs> I look forward to that. And it's been great to uh, to get to do this. Well, Todd, you. obviously, I knew this was coming. And, you know, Todd is one of my closest ministry friends. We do a lot of ministry together. And I knew that when it came to starting this podcast, there was nobody that I trusted more to kind of walk me through these first, what are we on, number 32 episodes, yep. 32 episodes just kind of get the feel of it than Todd. And Todd has just been amazing. You've done a great job. It's been fun to be in here with you. And I look forward to our, our, our next host, which I understand is going to be Matt Love and another good friend. And yep. I think it's going to be it's going to be great. But Todd, you, uh, well, we're not saying goodbye. We're just saying goodbye in the podcast because you and I will literally leave this place and go do some other, have some conversations. Oh, I'm going to submit ministry. a lot more questions now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've been on the podcast, you are barred from putting questions into the podcast. All right. Well, listeners, send your questions in and I've got some suggestions for you later, but, but it has been a joy to be a part of this, part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. But now you got to go run the SBC. I knew that you were going to get too big for us one day and it, it's happened. So <laughs> you're going to sign off and go run the SBC. Hey, you run the SBC. I just carry your You bags, run the SBC. So. I'm just the pretty face. Yeah. So uh, um, not that, that pretty even. No, you have a face for a podcast. So this <laughs> See, is. That's why we asked you to step down right, on the podcast exactly. right there. Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer, part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Have you listened to the One Thing Podcast? That's with Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna. As part of this family of podcasts, recently they have covered topics like religion in 2019, best uh, practices for church administration, and understanding church members. That sounds like one that I think all pastors would like to know. Just look up The One Thing on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. This is Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Okay, Todd, get out. You're fired. <laughs>